How about we heat things up tonight? Mm, how so? Get a little fresh. Add some steam, sizzle, and spice. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about going to Outback again, aren't you? Fire things up at Outback Steakhouse. For a limited time, try our Bloomin' Fried Shrimp. Or get fresh with our new strawberry salad. Go big with our bone-in ribeye. Or the filet and grilled shrimp on the barbie. Then cool off with a cucumber crush or peanut koala. Try them all before they're gone. Let's Outback. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to your absolute favorite comic book podcast, Flea Market Fantasy. I'm your co-host, Michael, and as always, I'm joined by... Michael Dell of the LCS Hockey Radio Show. That is right, and it's my pick this week. <laughs> and that is why we are once again reviewing a character called Starman, as well as a character called Plastic Man. Well, tell the kids what the book is, Michael. Adventure Comics, number 467... From I don't know what year. 80, I believe it's 1980. 1980. Yep. Yeah. There you go. This is terrible. So, Mike, so, so please. Give us all your notes. It's, Come on, Mike Dell. Tell us your yeah, research. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't write any notes for this because this is garbage. But oh, Mike, oh, now listen to this. We already did a Starman. Well, we actually did the original Starman way back in the day, and then we did this other David Bowie-like Starman, and now we're doing a third Starman. That's right. You understand, no one cares about Starman. Oh, but they do, trust me. <laughs> no no one out there is like, oh, I gotta listen to that flea market fan. Well, no one's out there saying that anyway. But <laughs> no one's there saying, I gotta listen to that Starman episode of Flea Market Fantasy. No, not that Starman, the other Starman episode. You'll be happy to know there's about mm, three or four more Starmans to come, so. Yes, yeah. now please, please, I beg you. No more Starman, please. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what I can do. <laughs> no. Okay. Listen, listen, Michael. I have very powerful attorneys, at, you know, underneath. Oh, yeah? I can. I'm having them write up legal documents right now. In fact, you met my attorney, Tuffy. Remember Tuffy, the, That's right. the guest star. The, yeah, he's my attorney. Right now, he is writing up an injunction against you, so is he you the will one not be able to select any more Starman books. Is he the one that refuses to come back to our show or is that a different person? No, that's still Tuffy. Yeah, yeah, Tuffy was on our Star Wars <laughs> <Okay>. episode. <laughs> hey, he said, I said he's my attorney. He's not like my friend. You oh, know? gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, okay. No, Tuffy has assured me as a friend that he will come back on the show. It's just he, uh, he doesn't read comic books. Ah. So he, he's not really passionate about anything. We'll have to find you know? something he likes. Maybe Starman 7? <laughs> yes. Anyway. Maybe this Starman story will resonate with Tuffy. Right. It'll come up. But please, Micah, please promise me and the loyal listeners right now, no more Starman. I can only promise that there won't be a Starman <laughs> in two weeks. That's all I can promise. All right. Well, that's. I'll take it. All right. I'll take all right. it. At this point, I'll, uh, you know, I'm a drowning man. I'll, I'll cling to anything. <laughs> all right. So Adventure Comics 467. I did not do extensive notes on this, Michael, because, again, I hate this book. But I did do <laughs> some reading on it. And uh, sure. I guess the uh, this is 467. So issue 466, uh, there's like a seven issue run or so where it was a dollar. This book, right, right, right. And they had four comics in one. You would get four stories, four different heroes. Mm-hmm. So You're then, thankful uh, I didn't pick that, right? Yeah, but I guess it wasn't doing so well. So it only lasted like seven issues, and then they right. said, "All right, let's go back to the 40 cent price point." And so this issue here, it's 40 cents, 
and now they introduce Starman and Plastic Man. They're going to be the two heroes carrying the book. That, that sounds right. great. That sounds like, oh, a surefire financial success. Yep. And I'm sure it so was, what, right? So what happened shortly after this, Mike Allen, you know? No, I don't know what happened. Well, they had it for about, uh, I don't know, seven, eight issues. And again, back in the day, they couldn't even tell how successful something was for about six months right. by the time they got all the intro. So, uh, but then they said, oh, we got to do something because no one gives a damn about Starman or Plastic Man. So they, they brought in your buddy Aquaman, Fishboy. Ah, uh, to save the day. Right. Yeah, so then they had three heroes and they bumped it up to 50 cents. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, so then Aquaman was there for a while. And then, uh, I th what is this, 467? So I think around four like maybe 83 or something, I don't know. They brought in uh, H's for heroes or H for hire or heroes. Oh, or dial H those. for hero, dial H yes. for hero, right. Dial H for hero. That, that made sales go through the roof, I'm sure. Well, then the series stopped <laughs> at, four, Yikes. at okay. 490. And then uh, they brought it back briefly as like a digest sized book. Right. So would you like to explain what that means? Uh, yeah, well, a digest sized book is basically what the Archie comics were like the ones that you got at the supermarket when you're on your way out they're like you know about a quarter of the size or whatever half the size of like, regular comic. like like reader's digest yeah I guess, exactly or, and they TV have the guide card the old tv covers. guide yeah. yeah exactly all right so that was around briefly and then by 1983 they just pulled the plug entirely they just said all right we're out it's a sad day so i i think you can blame starman and plastic man for the Ooh. Eventual cancellation of Adventure Comics. It lasted over 460 issues, but they couldn't survive Starman. So, mm. <laughs> yeah, that's <what> killed it. <laughs> um, all right, what about the cover here, Mike? Would you like to discuss this? Sure. Yeah, we got Starman using the same logo as the yes. previous Starman. Did you notice that? Isn't that great? <laughs> yes, I did. Because when we discussed the previous Starman a couple episodes ago, I said I hated the logo. And there it is again. They just recycled it for this guy. Now, before we jump into this, are you aware of the historical significance of Plastic Man? Um, or, or is this your first, uh, the first time you've come across well, him? We discussed Plastic Man before on this show, Michael. Uh, okay, okay. When we did sure. the, uh, what was that? All Star, All, what was the one? All Star. Oh, was it All Star Comics or All Star Squadron? I don't remember. All Star Squadron. One. Okay. He was All-Star Squadron. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're aware he's been around since the Golden Age. You know, he was, yeah. his original book was huge. And then at this point, he had his own Saturday morning cartoon. And that's why they brought him back here. Oh, so this so, was yeah. a tie into the cartoon. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we got our Starman logo. We got a Plastic Man logo starring in Adventure Comics, which we've also talked about before. Yes, we've so done we, several Adventure Comics right, issues. This is one of DC's oldest books. And we look here in the cover, and we've got a blurb. This is it, the Solar Sentinel's first sensational story. And we see this awesome image of Starman <laughs> 3 uh, flying through space in his costume, his awesome costume. Uh, should I describe it for the kids? Yes, because, you know, I don't okay. know if words will do it justice, but that's try. That's true, that's true, I'll try. So basically we've got, like, he's got, like, obviously it's skin tight, and it's, He's got like a red shirt and arms that are all one solid red color. Uh, he has basically what looks like Quasar's quantum bands around his wrists that are yellow and black. And he's got a fairly cool little head design, like his hair sticking out, but he has like 
kind of like a weird mask, and it almost looks like sunglasses over his eyes that are yellow. Yeah, he, he's kind of reminiscent uh, of the head portion of a little bit like old Wonder Man. Yeah, you could bit, say that. A yep. little bit. Although his hair is free in his right, outfit. Right. But, yeah. And then he's got a, a funky design on his chest. He has a star, but it doesn't look like a star. It looks like a starfish. <laughs> Like yeah, it's, it's supposed to just be that, that's Ditko trying to show the musculature warping the design, right. but it doesn't, doesn't really, really work. No. And then he has no. what looks like more glowing stars on his chest, but I don't know if they're supposed to be like I don't know if, it's, if that's a cartoon rendering of glowing balls or if it's actual <laughs> glowing like balls. star design <laughs> on his chest. On his, you know, I think they're torso. supposed to be little stars like around his rib cage, down into his pelvis. Okay. And his pubic area. Right, his pubic area, <laughs> right, right. So then, yeah. So then he's got yellow, like, legs, and then red boots with, like, kind of black stripes separating them. And that's it. This is terrible. And then we've yeah, got Plastic yeah. Man. Well, well oh, we should mention that the artist is Ditko. I mean, yes, I did Steve say Ditko. Yes, Steve Ditko, co-creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Right. Yeah. So then we've got... Plus, all out action with the shape shifting sleuth and Woozy Winks. And we got Plastic Man and Woozy Winks over here. <laughs> yes. And Plastic Man is stretching and kind of like going towards the bad guys, and the bad guys are holding guns, and Woozy Winks is in the background. Well, Michael, you just say Woozy Winks like anyone knows what the hell that means. Could you I explain? Everyone knew that. Isn't he a household name? <laughs> no, basically, Woozy Winks. He's uh, Plastic Man's comical sidekick. He's kind of like a chubby guy with like a, I guess, a derby hat. Not a derby hat. That's not that a is. derby, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a hat, but I don't know what you should call it. Yeah, and like a polka dot green and black shirt. It's not quite a fedora. It's not a derby. It's, I don't know, it's, it's a hat. But yeah, he's wearing a green shirt with black polka dots all over it. And uh, yeah, ugh, I don't know. Fun stuff. All yeah. right. Yeah. DC, we got the classic <laughs> DC bullet, numbers 467, January, 40 cents, all new. I'm ready to dive in. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got a splash page here. We should mention the stories by Len Wein, whom we all know. And I don't know if yep. you did extensive research on the artists, but it's Joe Staten and Bob Smith. Well, we've discussed Joe Staten before in the show. When, oh, on, uh, was it All-Star? No. All-Star Comics. Did we do All-Star Comics, or what did we do? It, it, it was did the Secret been... Origins. That's Secret Origins. Oh, of, of Green Lantern. Yeah. Yeah, face. wait, wait. He drew the pie face. That's right. The origin yeah. of pie face. Right. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So we discussed them back then. Claim yeah. to fame. Okay. So, yeah, so basically we've got these agents of the NBI, which is, I guess, their version of the FBI. And they're going over these pictures of Plastic Man and Woozy Winks. <laughs> And yes. they're trying to figure out... I don't even know what they're trying to figure out. Well, they're mad that Plastic Man failed any mission. He was supposed to protect some witness. Right. Uh, some guy named, like, the Canary or something. Right, right, And right. he failed. He didn't... So now they're mad at Plastic Man, and they, they're thinking of firing Plastic Man. Right. And then they... And then just to help us out, because this is his first issue in a long time, we flash back to his origin, right? Yes. And he was a petty crook who got... Was trying to rob a chemical plant, right? And he got shot. Right. And some chemicals fell on him. And he was taken to like a monastery to recover, <laughs> which is weird. And uh, he woke up one day and realized he could stretch his face. Right. And he decided and his whole to. Body and, yeah, he decided to become a superhero named Plastic Man. 
And he said, well, I'm going to be a superhero. Let's have the worst costume ever. <laughs> I guess we should tell the readers. Well, no, we, the readers know. Everyone knows Plaskin. But the, the key thing about him is he has bare legs and bare feet. And his upper body is like red with like a black and yellow stripes around his uh, waist. But the top is a V, an extreme V cut mm-hmm. with laces in the middle. Yep. Remember when we were talking about the star, the previous Starman saying he might have the gayest cost? This is probably the gayest cost. Could be. Like, Could be. It looks very not masculine. Let's uh, put it that way. Whatever. So then we now, got our... Well, huh? let me ask you this, Michael. Do they ever explain why his costume stretches with him? Uh, I think it's just comic book magic. Because <laughs> at yeah. least, like Reed Richards, they got the unstable molecules, right? Well, I think maybe... Uh... I was going to say it got changed along with him, but no, because he got the costume no. later. Oh, you know <laughs> what it is. He wasn't I, wearing his go-go outfit when he got robbed that chemical I'm going to guess that maybe that's part of his skin, and he just makes it look that way. <laughs> maybe he's naked. Maybe, yeah, he could be naked. Although I do uh, know that whenever he becomes, like, if he becomes, like, a plain... Because this is the weird thing. He's not just stretchable like Reed Richards. He becomes things. Like, he'll become a chair... Or a plane, right? Or something. But well, all- technically, Ree Richards could do that too if he wanted to, right? But he just never does, though. Not as much. Like, if you look at Plastic Man, yeah. he becomes like a birdcage and stuff. But the weird thing about him is he's always still got, like, his costume, right? So you can always yeah. see, like, if he was like a chair, you'd still see the, the yellow stripes, right? And the bare legs. They'd just be shaped into a chair. So it's kind of yes. funny. But anyway. Wow. I don't know about funny. But, I all think right, it's yeah. funny. So yeah, yeah. So we got these, uh, this kind of like, this shadow cabinet of guys in the what is it? The F, not the NBI. Yeah, I forget what class. it stands for. Huh? I don't know. They say what it stands for. I forget. I don't yeah. know. So basically, yeah. So they're talking about Carlton Canary, A.K.A. Yellow Belly, who had agreed to turn state's evidence, but Plastic Man was ordered to bring him in alive. So we see Plastic Man with the canary in this birdcage bringing him in. <coughs> And, uh... Yeah, Plastic Man t- turned his body into a birdcage. Right, 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 right. That's, yeah. So his legs are still walking. And like you said, bare legs, no shoes, no socks. And, and his upper... Like, his neck is basically reshaped into a birdcage. Yeah, and like... And then his hands... Uh, this they're is the weird. bottom of the birdcage. Yeah, they're the bottom of the birdcage. It's kind of weird. And they're like, um... He's walking on his fingers. Right, With right. the birdcage. Yeah, I don't know. The other thing I don't understand about this, Michael, is uh, Staten draws these... Everyone else is kind of drawn somewhat realistically. Like, they look like humans. But then, like, uh, Woozy Winks and this Canary guy, they do not look like humans at all. They have really exaggerated cartoon faces. Well, no, but look mm. at the guys on the... Look at the passengers on this train. They all look yeah, weird. Yeah, that's true. Maybe just the bad guys all look weird. Yeah, or, well, Woozy's know. a good guy, though. I don't know. But it's like Plastic Man has a normal-looking human face, and then all these other people have very exaggerated cartoon faces. Yes. I think Strange. every artist has a, a different way of doing Plastic Man's kind of like reality, and none of them quite work probably as well as the original Jack Cole stuff, but who knows. Yeah. So, yeah. So, basically, they're like, uh, like, the syndicate doesn't want Canary to sing to us, and their hired killers will stop at nothing to make certain he doesn't. So basically, they get on this train, and they're transporting the canary, and, you know, Woozy's doing his... <laughs> He's doing his thing where... So this is the thing we've got to point out, is Plastic Man used to be a criminal, and I guess Woozy Winks is also somewhat of a low-level criminal, 
because the first thing that happens is Plastic Man thinks that Woozy Winks tries to steal the canary, or is it the canary's wallet or someone else's wallet? No, no, no. It's, oh, it's, it's a priest's wallet on the train. A priest. Okay. Oh, right, right, right. But it's actually not a wallet. It's a gun. And then they realize yeah. that these passengers are all bad guys, right? Yep. And so, you know, they basically get into this uh, little bit of fisticuffs here with these guys. Yeah, so at least there's some punching. I like yeah, that. Yeah, so you like that. So, and like Woozy does his thing, you know, hiding underneath the chair. Meanwhile, Plastic Man is, is trying to punch them all and using his stretching powers and knocking them all out and... Blah, 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 the shooting, the lights get knocked out, and then when they come back on, Plastic Man has turned himself into a ceiling fan, so they can't find him. And like you said, he's still red, yellow, and black, right. so... Right, right, yeah. so the reader knows, right? The kids know. Yep. And then, um, and so Woozy thinks that he's left them, left them there alone, but then, oh, no, Plastic Man, you know, he stretches out his, his fists and punches all the bad guys in the face, and he knocks them all out. And it's funny because I just read this yesterday. I don't remember anything else that happens, but I'll try to follow along. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, Plastic Man, uh, they have to go back to, he has to take Canary there to the, uh, well, well, we cut to the the boardroom of those guys from the NBI. Right. And they're, they're still very angry. The Plastic Man never brought in this Canary fella. So they're like, we got to fire this guy. But then Plastic Man says, hey, gents, our, uh, our, wait, if you gents are so anxious to find Carlton Canary, you ought to check your own files under C as in caught and basically plastic man had turned himself into a file cabinet mm -hmm. and then he lifts canary out of the file cabinet and he says look I got him yeah so there you go clever yeah clever. that's pretty that much plastic, it that, yeah that's pretty pretty clever that plastic <laughs> man and then yeah he he's got him and then they go outside and I guess they leave canary in there to turn yeah, state's to evidence yeah. And then uh, Woozy Winks goes back in. Why does he go back in? Because uh, he, he's not an oh, official agent of the right. NBI. How about we heat things up tonight? Ooh, how so? Get a little fresh. Add some steam, sizzle, and spice. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about going to Outback again, aren't you? Fire things up at Outback Steakhouse. For a limited time, try our Bloomin' Fried Shrimp. Or get fresh with our new strawberry salad. Go big with our bone-in ribeye. Or the filet and grilled shrimp on the barbie. Then cool off with a cucumber crush or peanut koala. Try them all before they're gone. Let's Outback. So he says, hey, they're happy that we got Canary. All right, I'm going in there. I'm going to demand that I'm made an official agent. So Plastic Man turns himself into a chair. So he's sitting there as a chair waiting for Woozy Winks, and then Woozy gets knocked out through the door, and they kick him out, and they uh, they said, no, we don't want you as an agent. And the that's end. it. The end. <laughs> oh, Michael, what is what is going on here, Michael? Oh, um... I'll, I'll say this, spoiler alert for the next story, too, but this entire book reads like it was made in the 1960s. Like, Plastic uh, Man and Starman, like... It, and I, I think you understand why DC was struggling in the early '80s because they like at the at the time this basically the same time this came out. You have the X Men doing all the great Dark Phoenix stuff a couple years this before this. this you have Daredevil coming in with the Frank Miller stuff, and uh, so comics are really you know progressing and getting cooler. And then we have uh, Woozy Winks, Plastic Man, and Starman at DC, 
It's like, what well, is going on? Well, here's the thing on? is, there's a way to do Plastic Man, but this is not it. Like, first of all, I don't think Len Wein is suited to this genre at all. But I actually think the art is pretty good. I did like the art. What about you? It's very cartoony art. Like I said, I didn't understand why Plastic Man looked like a normal human and everyone else looked like cartoons. I don't yeah, know. that's a good point. I don't get it. Um, the story's fine for what it, I mean, it's just what it is, you know, but it's just, this isn't, I mean, it's well, just meaningless stuff. It's like, I well, don't here, know, there's no point the for this like, existing. I kind of took all face or Plastic Man stories around this time, because like, I didn't read many, but I just thought, oh yeah, this is cool, I get it. But then I read this really extensive overview of Plastic Man in an issue of Amazing Heroes. Do you remember Amazing Heroes? Magazine? No. Probably not. And they basically crapped all over the 60s Plastic Man, all over this Plastic Man, all over the 80s Plastic Man, and basically said that no one's ever gotten him right since Jack Cole. So I'm going to assume this is something, this is an example of what he meant. It's just, you know, Len, again, it's kind of, We've talked about Len Wine and Roy Thomas and those guys before. They've done some decent stuff, but I, I just they're they're you know, their fans turn professionals and I just don't think they really were able to capture the magic of the old stuff. And I think that's what's See I never here. did you read the Jack Cole stuff? I no, that's a problem. I've never read it. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I just assume it's good, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we came across this last week talking about the House of M. How you never read it, That's but you true. thought it was terrible. Refuse and I'll tell you, you this, Michael. I did read House of M since last week. Oh, really? And, and? Uh, again, for those who didn't listen, that's Scarlet Witch and uh, going nuts and creating a little pocket dimension of her own stuff. And I will say this is very enjoyable. Now, I think that Brian Michael Bendis needs an editor. Okay. Uh, but his writing was pretty good. It wasn't, wasn't awful. And, but the concept is spectacular. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. So then I went back and I read um, Avengers Disassembled, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Which is, which is where she had her nervous breakdown and kind of blew up the Avengers. Okay. Again, spectacular idea. But the first, uh, I read the first two issues of it, and wow, is that bad. The writing yeah, is terrible. I believe it, yep. There's still Brian Michael Bendis, but holy, f- that writing is awful. So yep. I didn't finish that. But if you haven't read House of M, it's way better than that. Okay. Like it's it's still flawed. It still has got you know some stuff, but it was enjoyable at least. Um, so I give it like a seven or an eight, like seven probably out of ten. But um, now let me ask you this: Have you read The Vision by Tom King? Yeah, that's tremendous. I love that. Yeah, yeah. that's great. There you go. Because remember last week I said I want to make sweet sweet love to Virginia Vision. Oh right, remember? that's right, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. She's amazing. So now I don't want you to think that we're done talking about this comic book, Mike Dell. Oh, I thought we were done. No, we still have another story. Hey, Mike, I also watched WandaVision. <laughs> no, 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 you're not getting out of it. <laughs> we're watched... Now we're going to talk about Starman. Unless you want to talk about WandaVision. We can talk about that later. Let's talk about Starman. Right. Get it out of the way, anyway. So now this is a different Starman. For those listening at home, yes. he may have the same logo, but this is a completely different character. So this guy's name... Let's, huh? well, let's recap. The first sure. Starman was Ted Knight. Ted Knight. Scientist. Discovered a... He created a gravity rod. <laughs> and again, I have a gravity rod as well. I don't get to use it as much as I used to. But he has a gravity rod that can harness the powers of the stars. And then he was the first Starman. The second Starman was an alien. That's right. Who was Michael terrible. Thomas. Yeah. Philip Michael Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. And then this is the third Starman. He's also an alien. Now, they don't really get into his backstory here, but I did read his backstory. Do you know what it is? 
Well, I know that he's kind of like like a almost like a playboy ruler, like a prince, right? Ruler of a gal. Is he a ruler of an empire or a planet? Uh, it was like an empire, and then he was uh, the prince of one planet within the empire, I guess. Okay. And but like his family ruled everything, but um, but then like there was a rebellion or something, and I don't know. His sister took over as queen. Okay. And because you you can only have one, like she was fearing that there'd be trouble with him trying to take the the throne from her, she had him kicked out of a spaceship and just expelled into space. Okay. Fl- floating around, <clears throat> and then some mystical guy found him, mm. and <clears throat> they realized that he has secret, or he has powers. He's a mutant. And I guess I don't know. Yeah, that's what so they said. Yeah. They gave him like these uh, little quasar bands to harness the powers. And so he can fly and shoot energy beams. And there you go. Not a great origin, is it? Well, I don't know. His sister threw him out of a ship. That's pretty cool. That's cool. But just the uh-huh. whole thing about all these other circumstances happen. And then, oh, and by the way, you you have superpowers. You just didn't realize it. I don't know. I don't like oh, stuff like I that. Oh, I see. But. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. yeah yeah, that is pretty bad. Yeah. But anyway, so at this point, we don't know that. All we see is a guy. We all We see a spaceship flying through space. And uh, we see a figure flying towards the spaceship, and basically, uh, he's narrating. He's well, he's got thought. Bo- he's thinking to himself, "I don't know why that ship lost control so suddenly, but now it's got only one chance for survival. And that chance is me." He's got kind of an ego. So basically, <laughs> he uses his quantum bands or whatever the hell they're called. Um, he uses some well-placed bursts of stellar energy. And he says that should do the job for them. And basically, he slows down the ship from smashing into this, like, kind of asteroid field, I guess. And then, uh... <laughs> and then, basically, the ship opens up, and these guys start talking to them. Like, hey, sir and master, we offer you thanks in the name of the most august lord protector, Oswin. And then they invite him into the ship, and so he just walks in. And then they close the door behind him, and... I don't know. They bring him in. They they bring him to the leader, and he's this guy named Oswin. And they just start talking, and he's like, "Hey, the Lord Protector Oswin, sir, guardian of the Galactic Rift and elect of the Empire. And you, huh? Starman. Starman will have to do, I fear, and for I find names and titles tend to confuse the question. I feel the same way. Anyway, so um, <laughs> so basically, they just start talking, and this guy starts showing Starman around his ship, and then as he's giving him the tour. We hear from off screen this, mm, and he's like, what was that? He's like, oh, the noise? Uh, some engine, no doubt. Uh, let me show you our control center. And then we cut to this, through this window, we see a guy getting tortured. <laughs> and he can see Starman and Oswin through the window. So he was trying to contact, or, you know, he's trying to, like, make contact with Starman by screaming. But Starman, you know, yeah. didn't realize it was him. So that's well, what this was—he's a bald guy with a beard and uh, a mustache, and he's shirtless. Right. And his hands were tied behind his back, and he has a big like uh, fishbowl on his head. And then there's another guy with a large metal rod right. with a red thing at the end, and he's sticking it right up his butt. And that's... Not quite. Not quite. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. he's stabbing him in the chest with it. Right. Right. Uh, and he's then so okay. the guy's screaming again. And then we get we go into the guy's thoughts, and he's narrating to us how Starman has only been around a little while, 
but he's already becoming a legend. And we see these <laughs> flashbacks to previous Starman adventures that we've never seen where he's fighting a green monster and rescuing a damsel in distress from a purple monster. And then he's fighting some other guys. And then he's like, not only, not only has he pulled off a dozen impossible rescues, but he even saved an innocent man from execution on Kaidao, the prison asteroid. So we know that Starman means business. He's a tough customer. Meanwhile, the guy goes back to being tortured. And then, this is really awkward. Then he has another flashback to, um, so he's like, never dreamed it would end this way, not mere days after being sent on a mission by the new empress herself. So now we see him being sent on a mission from the empress of the galaxy or whatever she is. And yeah, when you say he, you mean the guy, the prisoner. Yeah, so the guy who's being tortured is now flashing back to himself being sent on a mission by this empress. And then uh, and then he's like sent on this mission. She doesn't even specify the mission, does does she? Oh, there well, are tales I, I of... Think, yeah, there's tales of unrest in the periphery. Uh, Freeman Jedi, which is his name. Right. They worry me. This is Starman's queen sister. Right. And I think she's worried that her brother is still alive, and now he's Starman, so she's... Right. So she's like, find the yeah. source of these rumors, Jediah, and put my mind at ease. So then the guy's narrating is like, my search led me to a distant moon of Zal, where a native claimed to know of a plot against the throne. But by the time I learned Oswin's plan, he had discovered me. And so that's how this guy got captured. And then we flash back to the present, and he's still being tortured. But thankfully, he yeah. explained everything for us. So, yeah. so yeah. So now Oswin is giving him continuing the tour of the ship, and he's like, "For yeah. Starman, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah for Starman, for yeah, Starman, yeah." yeah. And uh, and then he keeps asking him. He's like, "So, uh, how do you manage to survive in space without a protective suit? Do you have a force field?" He's like, "Force fields are forbidden to Imperial subjects, Lord Protector. Surely you know that." They tend to damage circuitry and living brains. I mean, everyone knows that, right? Yeah. And he's like, yep. well, I still want to know how you survived. And Starman's like, well, I want to get out of here, actually. I got to get going. Well, he and says, that's like, just a knack I have. Yeah. So he's being just kind of Just a knack I have. Yeah. And uh, it's time I felt the currents of space around me again. Farewell. You can't leave now, Starman. So this guy's pissed. He wants to find out how he, let, how he survives in space. So he calls in his guards to attack him. And he's like, if I, if I must learn Starman's secret from his autopsy, so be it. So they attack him, but Starman <laughs> uses his quantum bands to zap them and then kick them. And he's smiling while he does it. And, uh, and he's like, you and your fa whole family have been out to steal the throne for as long as I can remember. And frankly, I never thought you deserved to even be a peer of the realm. So then he knocks everyone aside. And if you and your cutthroat crew excuse me, I'll leave. Oh, no, he gets zapped. But no, but he comes back, and he punches everyone out. <laughs> and then yeah, he I makes. Don't know, uh, what you happened? See when he, gets he gets zapped by that nerve thing. What? What is going on with his right yeah, arm? Yeah, it's backward, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a. It looks like either his head is on backwards, or one of his arms is on backwards. It's a little confusing. Yeah, did Ditko drew a left arm on his right arm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say that, yeah. Yeah, you're right, he did. Yeah. Yikes. So, so, um, so then the Osman's like, that blaster has a radio, a radio isotope charge that could slaughter an army, but he's like, an army? A star man? No. Face facts, Oswin, you have no idea who, who, 
who you're dealing with or what I can do. So he punches everyone out. Then he makes his way into the other room where that guy's being tortured. And uh, the guy with the, whatever this is, rod, this fire rod thing. Anal oh, probe. Yeah, the anal probe. Oh, the nerve rod. So he uh -huh. ends up zapping that guy, punching him out, knocking him over. And then, and then uh, Starman now is talking to the guy that's being tortured. And he's like, what do we have here? An Imperial security officer and a captivator? Starman, please don't leave me here. He's like, you knew exactly how to free me. And he presses a couple buttons. But that's supposed to be an Imperial secret. I know a lot of Imperial secrets. Jedi, Rakane, even your name. Now put this on and we'll get you out of here. He's here to rescue him. Pretty cool. So then he zaps the wall and then they walk out into space. <laughs> And then they just fly away. And, uh, yeah. And we're almost at the end. <laughs> and then basically, they, uh, they're flying. He's like, uh, you just have to look for the ones. Oh, yeah, he's like, certainly ebbs and flows are everywhere. You just have to look for the ones that lead you home. That crystalline rock is your home? Now it is. So they fly towards this, like, it looks like a star, but they're actually going to, like, an asteroid, I guess. So they fly into this asteroid kind of headquarters, and when they get inside, uh, they meet this other guy, and he's like, uh, oh, his name's Mintor. Well, yeah, I think that's the mystic guy that found him floating in space. Oh, uh, okay. You know. Which we don't find out yet, though, right? Yeah, correct. So he's like, you can always strike for the right without being wrong, lad. Remember that. You remember that as well, Jedi or Is my name no secret everywhere? There are no secrets here, my friend. Save those Mintor keeps. And if we live in eternity, you and I will never learn those. Only because you will not listen, lad. <laughs> so we're getting a little bit of per character development here. This is great. So then the, <laughs> so then the guy that was captured is like, Starman, you saved my life back there on Osmond's ship. I'm your man now. Ha ha ha. Funny, that's how I got, the, got into this too, sort of. Before you make rash promises, though, let's talk of what you know and of a job that needs doing. A job that may cause both of our lives. To finish next uneasy lies the crown that's the end <laughs> yep oh boy would you like to formally apologize to all the listeners right now all i can or... say is not quite dark phoenix saga that's what i'll say okay <laughs> not quite this whole thing is just uh, like i said it seems like it's right out of like 1964. Just, uh, uh, yeah I was, ex you know, it's funny is I remember reading this a few years ago and thinking it was really good, but now that I've read it again, I think it's only marginally, <laughs> I think it's marginally, 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 marginally better than the previous Starman. A little uh, bit better. Yes. I would say it's better than the previous Starman. <laughs> yes. But that's not saying Again, much, that Starman was just terrible. Uh, it had no, he was not heroic at all. He was, at least this guy's heroic and doing things, but... Um, yeah, so it's better than that. And Steve Ditko is the artist. Now, mileage may vary on Steve Ditko. How do you feel about Steve Ditko? I mean, his stuff in the 60s I really like. This is not as good, but there's still some moments that I like. like yeah, the, again, this is fine if it's the 1960s, but his art doesn't really, it feels so out, so dated, you know, even in 1980. Yeah. It just feels like... Um, I loved his stuff on Spider-Man. Ditko's Spider-Man is awesome. Mm -hmm. But... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, I, he just like, did not. His style just did not age well in the '80s and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, he also I like the way he can pack so much into one panel. Like when Starman first gets on the ship, I just like the way. There's something different about the way he draws, where he can just pack so much in. It's like he's using like a wide-angle lens. He's just that's his biggest strength, I think. 
So, but yeah, yeah I, mean, I like Ditko. It, it's a very, you know, uh, specific style. You either like right. it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, hold on. I was looking at his costume again. I thought, but never mind. I thought I saw like the sparkling lights mm-hmm. extended beyond the red area. So I'm like, oh, maybe they. But no, it's all right. It's, uh, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so if you like Ditko, you'll like the art. But if you don't like Ditko, you're not going to like the art. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, the writing by Paul Levitz. I I think Paul Levitz is pretty good. I think, I this, think we've talked about him before. I think he also did the... I want to say he did the uh, the Pie Face story with Joe Staten. <laughs> he might have, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, the script is again better than the previous Starman, but not great. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff like uh, the flashback from the prisoner, and I mean it's okay. Like Starman doesn't come across as like a likable fellow. Like you said, he comes across as arrogant and right. kind of like douchey. Right. And so I I don't know. And, and like they're they're not explaining everything, so they're they're trying to tease you along like hey what's what is all this like, right. what is his backstory what what kind of job do they have to do who is this queen who is it yeah so like if you know the backstory like i did going in it's like oh well this is pretty cool like uh you can see what they're doing so that's pretty cool that they're building it that way like slowly i guess but um yeah i don't know it doesn't quite work though yeah it's yeah like they're trying it's to weird. tease it stuff but it doesn't quite work and the dialogue is just Again, right out of the early... Like, 64 is probably even too late. Because that would have been after Fantastic Four. Like, 61. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know what's funny about Steve Ditko is, even though he's a 60, he's primarily known for his work in the 60s, I've always thought of him as more like a 50s artist. But just the yeah. way he draws, the way he lays yes. things out, very 50s to me. Yes, I agree. Very, like... So. Like, the guys are, like... Uh, almost... They don't... I want to say, like, flat and stiff, but... Like, if you look at Starman and when he's fighting, like, that one where he's surrounded by those guys and he's kicking his leg, it's, like, very weird. Like, that leg is not a, yes, you know... Yes, it's, like, bent completely the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, are we done? I believe so. I believe that's all we have to say about Starman and Plastic Man, unfortunately. It's just terrible. So, what do you give it out of 10? Well, I'll, I'll give it a 2. Out of respect Ooh. for Ditko. And, uh... Ooh. Harsh. Yeah. I will... Well, first of all, we didn't rate Plastic Man yet. Well, it's one issue, right? You know, so... Okay, okay. I'll give it... Whew, I'll give it a 4 out of 10. There's still Yikes. some things I liked about it, so I can't go as low as you. No way. <laughs> no way. That's I'm not, I'm not an asshole, right? So... <laughs> Uh, for the love of God, no more of this nonsense. Hey, Mike L., uh, I watched WandaVision. Oh, okay. How was it? I mean, I know what I thought. Spectacular. Yeah, it was great. I love WandaVision. Very yeah. good. Yeah. I agree. So. It's, uh, right. yeah, definitely one of the more interesting Marvel properties. Yeah, because they, they're definitely taking chances there. Like, you know, this is exactly. pretty... Exactly. Exactly. You know, cool stuff. All right, so uh, next week, I believe, Michael, that our, our buddy Miles Watson is going to come back on. Oh, cool. Because he reached out, and he, he, I always appreciate when people want to come on the show. Which so is I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, but I haven't confirmed it, but I think the issue we will be doing <laughs> is Fantastic Four, issue 213. 
Ooh, what's, what's the significance? Galactus fights the Sphinx. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, and Miles remembers this fondly when he was a child. Really? So look it up here. Like, he wanted to do issue 212, but I, I, I suggested 213, because 213's where they really fight. Mm, 212 okay. kind of likes it. So we're going to get a lot of punching. So I believe 213 is what we're doing. See, because on the cover... Yeah, neither one of them are on the cover. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, I just want to confirm. <laughs> okay. Like, it's uh, Galactus's Herald. I forget that guy's name. Terax. Terax or something? Yeah, yeah. But huh. inside the book, Galactus and uh, the Sphinx are fighting. Interesting. So. Marv Wolfman and John Byrne. Yes. All right. So. If you insist. <laughs> I believe that's what we're doing. Now, if Miles cancels or can't do it, it'll be a, it'll be a surprise pick. <laughs> Ooh, all right, all right. Okay, sounds fun. Another short one. Poor Starman and poor Plastic Man. Oh, well. Okay, so that's the last Starman you'll see for a while. Next week. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, it'll be something different, but uh, yeah, you can uh, you can listen to Flea Market Fantasy on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, all under Comic Book Syndicate. You can also follow the Comic Book Syndicate on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or the Comic Book Syndicate website. So until next Tuesday, disperse! How about we heat things up tonight? Ooh, how so? Get a little fresh. Add some steam, sizzle, and spice. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about going to Outback again, aren't you? Fire things up at Outback Steakhouse. For a limited time, try our Bloomin' Fried Shrimp. Or get fresh with our new strawberry salad. Go big with our bone-in ribeye. Or the filet and grilled shrimp on the barbie. Then cool off with a cucumber crush or peanut koala. Try them all before they're gone. Let's Outback. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.